Happy Wednesday, Razorback fans. Three days away from Arkansas Ole Miss. Donald W. Reynolds, Razorback Stadium, 6.30 kickoff on SEC Network. Um, So, the big story for Arkansas football this week, of course, is K.J. Jefferson and his availability. Because we have seen the past two weeks, and specifically last week against LSU, Arkansas needs a healthy K.J. Jefferson. They cannot win a ballgame. They couldn't beat Liberty with a K.J. Jefferson who we're going to ballpark it at 70 to 80 percent in that game. I mean, that's I think that that's fair. Um, he was banged up. So it, based on that, you're going to at least say that he he was not 100 percent. And then, of course, he didn't play against LSU. You saw Malik Hornsby start. Cade Fortin had to come in. Um, didn't the offense just didn't look good? You needed KJ Jefferson out there. You might win that game if KJ Jefferson is the quarterback. Um, so Arkansas sits at five and five. You got two games against a very talented Ole Miss team coming off a loss to Alabama. They're angry. You heard the Lane Kiffin quote where he, you know, cussed every reporter and said that they don't want to lose. And so, um, I I think that. You know they're they're not taking that lightly, and I don't see a Bama hangover coming from the Rebels. To be quite honest, so you're listening to the Gridiron Hogs podcast. I'm Mason Chode. I've got Robert Stewart with me. We're from Hogbeat.com, H-A-W-G-B-E-A-T.com. Go check it out. A lot of great content over there. Of course, it's we're at the crossover of football and basketball, so we've got great basketball content as well. Uh, Jackson Collier. He's got a series coming out of the top 100 Razorback basketball players of all time. He released 100 through 76 yesterday on Tuesday. So go check that out. Really good stuff over there. Of course, Bayfall, five-star prospect out of Colorado, committed to the Hogs last night as well. All right, Robert. Um, so we saw KJ Jefferson throw on Monday. Looked fine, to be quite honest with you. I posted a video on Twitter. I mean, he's got the zip on the ball that you would like him to have. I was at practice Tuesday, and, I mean, he was throwing deep balls, looked fine. Um, they didn't let him speak to the media. So I think that was more of a, they wanted to let seniors speak to the media than KJ can't speak to the media because he's hurt. I think that was more of what that situation is. But the guy looks fine in practice. I know that that's not saying a whole lot because you got to see it in the game, but that's a good sign, Right. Yeah, I mean, I would think so, and you know, we'll we'll get our we'll get our tell as far as his his health, you know, whether whether we we get him after the game on on Saturday, right? But there was uh, and, and aside from practice on Monday, uh, Sam Pittman went up to uh, Tom Murphy in the Democrat Gazette and said, "Tom, are you a you're a religious type? You're a praying man?" <laughs> Tom said, "Yeah." He said, well, KJ could use your prayers or something like that. So, uh, you know, if that's any indication of uh, where he is, it sounds like it's still very much up in the air, you know? Yeah. I mean, it. we can sit here and say that, like, he's throwing the ball well in practice, but we're not the coach. So we don't make that decision. And like you said, we'll hear from Sam Pittman on Wednesday. So make sure you're following us on Twitter. It's at Show Mason and at drstew 32 Um. One player who was hurt against LSU is Dalton Wagner, right tackle, starting right tackle. You could tell. Um, I mean, you're always going to miss a guy who's a starter, especially a six-year starter like him. Or not, he wasn't a six-year starter, but a guy who's been in the program for six years. 
And so uh, they missed him. He's back. He's fine. He said on Tuesday that he feels 100%. So that's good. Hearing that from Dalton Wagner, you want to have that that group up front ready to go. Luke Jones was asked, hey, what's going on with the run game? And he basically said, you know, we, we've got to stretch those edges more, create more gaps, give our guys some more room to run because they've just been getting demolished the past two weeks up front. So the good thing is, is that they're doing what they can to fix it. They realize it's a problem. I mean, how could you not after watching the past two games? But um, they're game planning around it. And, you know, I I don't think that Ole Miss is a team like a Liberty or an LSU that's going to just stack the box and throw everything they have at Arkansas. But they might go back and watch the film of the past two weeks and be like, hey, let's change up our defense for this week and do what's been working. Um, so, I mean, I can't see how they wouldn't do that. They're going to do a little bit of that, but Arkansas should be ready. And, of course, if K.J. Jefferson is back there, that helps as well. Other news, Warren Thompson, wide receiver for Arkansas. Um, I wanted to wait to hear from Sam Pittman, see if he had anything to say on it, but reports came out um, that he's no longer with the team, and that is true. We heard that from a team representative on Tuesday. He's no longer on the online roster. We don't really know the story. Basically, what we were told is Warren is not with the team, and they're not going to get him, if that makes sense. So um, it's unfortunate. You know, that's a guy who was a starter for most of the first part of the season. Keetron Jackson has really taken over that spot that Warren Thompson had. And, uh, you know, he hasn't really made a huge impact on the game the past few weeks. Uh, I always thought that he was a decent blocker. But as far as, you know, pass catching, I think people know that, you know, that wasn't his strong suit and he's a receiver. So um, it's unfortunate to lose a guy, especially, you know, a veteran guy, um, someone that we heard in fall camp was as, as improved as anybody on the team. And so you never want to lose that. But I think there was there's been – issues with him um he was suspended for the first half of the BYU game for an internal issue we never really knew what that was um we've seen him on the sideline at times being emotional and so I think we can all you know in our own heads figure out really kind of what happened right yeah I mean you would think so and again we'll we'll get to maybe hopefully we'll get the the full story this afternoon when we when we talk to Sam Pittman but yeah, as you said, it's it's tough to lose a guy who, you know, was a starter for most of the year for you. Um, I mean, I guess at this juncture doesn't doesn't make a huge difference since he hasn't seen the field much recently, but unfortunate nonetheless. So let's get and into then one other thing um that we need to ask Pittman about today is uh Miles Slusher. Um we're right. we're supposed to get an update on him, uh his status for this weekend. Right. He said on Monday he was asked about Slusher's suspension status after he was arrested um, for disorderly conduct, alleged. Apparently, I have to say that. Alleged disorderly conduct. Um, he said that he's going to wait until Wednesday. So I I don't I, I don't know exactly what that means, but we'll find out today if Miles Slusher will be playing on Saturday. And so, like I said, make sure you're going to hogbeat.com. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. Uh, we'll keep you updated with all that stuff throughout the day on Wednesday, because Wednesday is always a busy day as far as media availability goes. All right. Uh, Ole Miss, though, 
Quinshawn Judkins, true freshman running back. He is now the leading rusher in the SEC, took over that spot that was held by Rocket Sanders for most of the season, I think basically all the season until this week. And uh, <laughs> it sucks because we talked about the Arkansas offensive line and how they've struggled, and that you know that's led to Judkins taking over for Rocket. But this is an old Miss team. Uh, let me pull up a few stats. This is from Rebel rebelgrove.com. That's the Rivals website covering Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss, they lead the SEC in rushing, and they rank third in the nation, 259.8. Actually, just let's just say 260 rushing yards per game. Uh, they rank top 10 nationally in total rushing yards this season, rushing touchdowns, and rushing attempts. Uh, they're second in the SEC and allowing the fewest sacks as well. Um, this is a Ole Miss offensive line that is incredible. I asked Sam Pittman about them on Monday. He said that the tackles are very talented, and then they've got a, a group of three guys there on the inside that have played together for a while. Um, he said that one of the tackles, the right tackle, his name is slipping my mind, he said that – I thought this was interesting. He said he was excited to see how big he is in real life. Because he because he knew he knew how big he was, like his measurables. He said he was excited to like see what he looked like before the game and just see how big he is. So that's that's an offensive line guy. Um the left tackle, Jaden Williams, Conway, Arkansas native. Um, that's where I'm from, for those who don't know. Uh, I watched Jaden play football and basketball in high school. He was a I think he was a sophomore, maybe my my senior year. But Cool story with him. He played tight end for the football team uh, there at Conway. The left tackle got hurt, and then Williams had a slide in there, got recruited by Ole Miss, and now he's their starting left tackle. I think he's a true freshman. So um, good story for him, but that offensive line, man. I mean, Judkins, we know he's he's been tearing it up this season. He's got 1,171 rushing yards and 15 rushing touchdowns. Zach Evans, the backup, almost to 700 yards and seven touchdowns. And then Jackson Dart, the quarterback. 508 yards. So they got three rushers who have at least 500 yards. I mean, we know that Arkansas is definitely worse in the in the passing game, but it's going to be tough to slow down this Ole Miss rushing attack. Yeah, I mean, we heard from Pittman the other day, you know, he he's scared of of uh, Dart's ability as a runner too, right? You mentioned uh, Judkins and, and Zach Evans, both with over 700 yards. They're in the top 10 uh, SEC rushers. And they've got three guys with Dart in the top twenty. Um, it's it's a fierce rushing attack, and it I mean it's crazy that that a, another guy in the conference is finally putting uh, Rocket Sanders' numbers to shame. But that's exactly what Judkins is doing. I mean, especially look at touchdowns too, right? Judkins has fifteen to Sanders is seven on the ground. So, um, you know, finally a a formidable rushing opponent has has appeared within the conference. Yeah, I'm looking at Judkins' receiving stats because Pittman talked about him as a as a pass catcher. So he's got 10 catches for 85 yards and a touchdown. I'd, I'd have to say at least four or five of those came against Alabama. Three. He had three catches against Alabama. I was just watching that game and thinking, you know, they they kept throwing him out into the flats just as a check down because, you know, Alabama's pass rush is incredible, um, e even for the Ole Miss offensive line that we just talked about. And so he was he was out there as a checkdown quite often. I I felt like he caught the ball at least five times on one drive, but three catches, 
Um, he's he's definitely a threat in the passing game as well. So is Jonathan Mingo. That's a familiar name for Arkansas fans. He's their leading receiver, 723 yards, five touchdowns. So it's an it's an Ole Miss offense. It's a Lane Kiffin offense. Uh, it was it's so funny now in Sam Pittman's press conferences that he's like saying stuff. And then he'll like put a sentence after it and be like, I know somebody's going to take that out of context and like say that I said this, but I didn't say that. <laughs> and so um, basically he said that um, there's going to be a lot of points scored. And then he was like, somebody's going to say, or he, he said that Ole Miss might take that as I'm saying their defense is bad. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. I mean, look at last year, there was 50, 503 total points scored. And so look at every Arkansas Ole Miss matchup ever. Like, yeah, it's 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 always a fun matchup. Now, this this Saturday, it's going to be cold. Um, I don't I mean, you got to think that benefits Arkansas. They practiced in the cold yesterday. Um, I, I don't know what the temperature currently is in Oxford, Mississippi, but I would have to think that it's warmer than Fayetteville, Arkansas right now. So, I mean, Pittman and the players have said they want it to be a freeze out. They want it to be cold. They think that that benefits them. Um, so, I don't know. What do you think, Robert? I mean, I don't I don't know if cold weather would be, you know, something that could swing a few points in Arkansas's favor. But uh, the, the 6.30 kickoff in, in Fayetteville, I, I imagine, certainly will. Um, I – I, I don't I don't know I don't know what kind of impact the cold would have but you know I was just thinking about it you were talking about um Judkins as a pass catcher if he caught three passes against Alabama uh with with you know a, a devastating pass rush that makes me wonder how many first downs do you think Judkins will convert as a pass catcher on third down cuz I have a bad feeling that it's going to be you know three or four yeah that's Mm, that's a good question. It's always interesting because what normally happens is it's like third and 23 and they'll just do like an inside zone and he runs it all the way down to the first down marker. Like that's normally what happens. I can see something like that happen with Judkins where they check it down to him, they run a screen, or they just throw it over the top and beat Arkansas secondary, which has looked better. Um, I mean, the past two games, as we've mentioned, the, the defense has looked incredible. I'm looking at the weather in Oxford, 38 degrees. It's really not that much different than Fayetteville. It's just like maybe two or three degrees warmer per day. So, yeah, no, I don't know if that gives Arkansas a specific advantage or not, but Pittman thinks it does, and, you know, you want to trust the head guy. So, <clears throat> all right. Uh, This is a football podcast, but a basketball game tonight. Arkansas, South Dakota State. Uh, make sure you're following hogbeat.com for that coverage. And let's see, what else we got, Robert? Um, Friday, we'll have the Bet Saracen episode that we have every week. And that's always a good time. Hopefully, we'll get player props this time around. Well, we might not because if if we hear today that he doesn't know about KJ, then we might not get player props again. Um, that's why we didn't get them last week because KJ was a game-time decision. And it ended up being a good move on Bet Saracen's part because KJ didn't play. So, um, anyways, on Friday, we'll have that. Um, another programming note, if you didn't hear, we're not making the video version of the podcast public on YouTube anymore. Long story short, analytics. Um, 
So if you want to watch it, go to hogpeat.com. We'll have a link for you that you can watch it. It just won't be a public link. Um, so there you go. Uh, let's remind you about our sponsor, Andy Ledecky. Before we go, you know him, myperfectfranchise.net. He sponsored a lot of different websites in the Rivals network, including ours, because he is a franchise owner and he wants to help you do the same He's owned many franchises and businesses, and he uses that expertise to help others find their American dream. It's a thorough and free process. They'll get you set up to make more money by owning a franchise. All you got to do is call him 404-973-9901 or visit myperfectfranchise.net for more details. All right, Robert, we'll talk to everybody on Friday on the Gridiron Hogs podcast.